Well, in a few days' time, many of us will be taking um, the opportunity to stop and to remember and to pay our respects on Anzac Day. Um, paying our respects to those who have been involved in conflicts around the world and who, who fought on our behalf and fought for our freedoms and, the, and the, the country that we celebrate and we enjoy. They are the ones who fought for that for us. But this idea of, of stopping and remembering things has a recurring theme throughout the Bible. Over 70 times, the writer of the various books of the Bible encouraged the readers to, to stop and to remember certain things. Remember the deeds of the Lord. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember his covenant forever. And without me actually displaying and and letting the team know about what I was going to talk on today, I think that theme is already coming through so strongly with the praise and worship of this idea of being thankful and to stop and to remember. And so this morning I want to share a message about remembering. In a week where we observe and we recognize our service men and women who for our freedom, we're involved in places that they didn't choose to go on their own accord. It's important for us in our lives to take time to stop and to remember. And I think that there's some things that we can draw out of a moment like this of stopping to remember that can help us and can help us to attach some principles that I believe God would want us to have operating in our lives and in the life of the church too. And so it's important for us to stop and remember The interesting thing about remembering is that we never remember something new. When you remember something, it's bringing back to remembrance something that you knew beforehand. It's something that you you are aware of, but you're remembering it again. Because uh, Anzac Day is a a typical example of that. it, It doesn't sneak up on us and we go, oh, I wonder what this Anzac Day is all about. No, we know what it's about, but we set aside a moment to remember and to reflect And so often there can be things in our lives that we need to just stop and remember because we know them, but they can sometimes fall back in our uh, priority list. They can fall back in the things that we pay close attention to. And so this morning, the things that I may speak about may be things that you know well already, but this is an opportunity to stop and to remember those things, to bring them back to remembrance, to to focus in on them again and to, to put priority back on those things. And so let me get straight into it today, because while there is a myriad of things that you and I can remember and should remember, I want to take time today to just look at one point this morning. I believe that one of the most important things to stop and to remember is that being grateful is a choice. That for you and I to be grateful is a choice that we get to make. Maybe it's different for you, but there are times when I don't wake up feeling grateful. Being grateful is something that we have to choose to do. Being grateful is an attitude that you have to take on despite the circumstances and despite the things that you are currently going through. Because the truth is, if you, want, if you wait for everything around you to be perfect before you're grateful, I'm sorry, but you're going to be waiting a long time. Being grateful is a choice. There are a few things that I'm not grateful about. I'm not grateful for telemarketers. If that is your job, I'm sorry. I will pray for you. Come in. Let's find you a new job. (laughs) Because I'm not grateful for telemarketers. I'm not grateful on a Monday morning for opening up my laptop and finding 58 spam emails that you have to go through and you have to delete. I'm not interested in those products. I don't want them. I'm not grateful for going through an e-tag toll in, in 
Brisbane and then coming home a week later and you get the bill and there's five bucks for the toll and there's 20 buck late fee. I don't, I'm not grateful for that. We have to pay our toll. Just remember that now. Good, good reminder. I'm not grateful for that. I'm not grateful that I have to wear glasses whenever I go anywhere to see anything. I'm not grateful that my body is slowing down. It's spreading out. It's breaking down the older I get. I'm not grateful for that. I'm not grateful that the toilet doesn't clean itself. Can I hear an amen? Okay, we're on to something here. I'm not grateful that the bills keep coming every month. They just don't stop. You get bills from things that happened 20 years ago. I don't remember it, but you still get the bill for it. It doesn't excite me. I'm not grateful for it. I'm not grateful that the kids are getting older and they're eating us out of house and home. Literally, we are going through so much food. Where do they put it? I'm not grateful that they're getting older so they don't laugh at my jokes anymore. And they beat me in games these days. I am not grateful for that. That does not excite me. There are a lot of things that we're not grateful for. Am I right? But the Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says this. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In the message it says it this way. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Gratitude and thankfulness is meant to be an attitude and a part of the life of somebody who is devoted to God and somebody who is determined to live the life that God has called us to live. This is the way that God wants us to live. We can't control the circumstances but we can control how we respond to those circumstances. We are meant to be the most grateful people on this planet. But honestly, sometimes Christians are recognized as some of the most ungrateful people. Constantly looking at the negative, constantly pointing out the problems. And too often we're, we're recognized as that kind of person. But it says so clearly in 1 Thessalonians that the life that we are called to live, how we should live, is a life of gratitude, a life of thankfulness. He wants us to live with gratitude, with grateful hearts, to be cheerful no matter what, to thank God no matter what. And that no matter what, when, whether I get promoted or whether I get overlooked, whether my body is in perfect health or whether it's breaking down and I'm struggling, whether my kids are thriving or if they're battling through issues, no matter what, that we would have an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. Have you ever noticed that those people, they're those people who seem to go through things that are worse than anything you've gone through, but they still go through it with a smile? And then there's others who face seemingly insignificant, trivial obstacles, in your opinion, but it seems like they respond like the whole world is going against them. See, being grateful is based on your perspective. It's how you see what you're going through. And when we truly stop and when we take stock, we notice that there is actually so much to be grateful for in our lives. That you and I are blessed. That we sit here in this church, in this city, in this country with so much to be thankful for. You might not currently like the condition that you're in, but every condition that you're in still has an opportunity and a choice for you to be grateful for an aspect of it. 
Yes, there's so much for you to be ungrateful for too, but let's fight against that. Let's not allow an ungrateful spirit to take hold of our hearts. Choose to be the person with an attitude that is full of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The encouragement is that you and I are thankful in all things. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't say, I'm thankful for all things. It says, I'm thankful in all things. There's a very big difference between those two things. Thankful in all circumstances, not thankful for all circumstances. This is not about denying that we go through hard times. Church is not a place of denial of, oh, when you become a Christian, you're never going to have a hard time. No, you will still have hard times. This is not talking about denying that you'll ever have a struggle and a difficult moment in your life. Nor is this burying our heads in the sand and pretending that everything is awesome. Oh, it's great. Everything's fantastic. No, sometimes it's not. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes the things that we go through are tough. But in the midst of the trials, there is always, there is always the opportunity to have a thankful attitude in the midst of it. In John 16, Jesus is preparing uh, the disciples for life after he, he goes to be with the Father. And when you read John 16, you kind of question whether Jesus is doing a very good job of it. it like, Jesus, are you really doing a good job of preparing these disciples? He's telling them things like, hey guys, so I'm going to go away, but there's coming a time when they're going to kick you out of the synagogue. And, and, and when people kill you, because they will kill you, and when they do, they'll do it believing that they're doing me a favor... Um, and so I'm going, and there's so much more that I wish I could tell you, but honestly, you couldn't bear all the other things that I have to tell you. It's like, Jesus, really? <laughs> I'm not feeling very encouraged right now. Can you not stay around? Because this doesn't sound very good. Thanks for that, Jesus. I'm not really feeling encouraged. And the cherry on the top is he says this in verse 33. He says, I have told you these things so that, you, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, things aren't always going to go well. There are going to be challenges, there are going to be trials, there are going to be things that go against what you hope would happen. There will be difficult seasons, there will be times when you feel like things are against you, but take heart, God says, because I have overcome the world. Even though you have trouble in the world, I have overcome it. Be thankful in the circumstances, not for the circumstance. There is always something to be thankful for, regardless of what we go through. Have a listen to this. I found this this week. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire. If you did, what would there be to look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something, for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful in the difficult times. During those times, you grow. Be thankful in your limitations, because they give you an opportunity to improve. Be thankful in every new challenge, because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful in your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means that you have made a difference. Be thankful for the clothes that fit a little too snug because it means you have enough to eat. Be thankful for the lawn that has to be mowed, windows that need to be cleaned, and the gutters that need fixing because it means you have a home. 
Be thankful for, for the huge pile of laundry and ironing because it means your loved ones are nearby. Be thankful when the alarm goes off in the early hours because it means that you're alive. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful in your troubles and they will become your blessings. Can you see the difference? Can you notice the difference between the two? I'm not thankful for everything, but I can give thanks in all things. It comes down to the perspective. What is our perspective? Gratefulness is a choice. Don't let your circumstances that you find yourself in determine your ability to give thanks. Don't allow what you go through to decide your level of gratitude. Just because what you face isn't the best doesn't mean that through it you can't carry a spirit of gratitude. Because let me just dispel one important myth straight away. It's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. Let me say that again. It's not happy people who are grateful, but it's grateful people who are happy. I've been around long enough to see the full spectrum of people from those who have everything that they could ever want to those who have absolutely nothing. Coming from South Africa, that distinction is made very evident everywhere that you go. And even in our own lives, there have been times that we have been incredibly blessed and fortunate and had so much. But there's also been times where we've really struggled and lacked and and not had much at all. But the thing is, so often we can think, if I, if I just have this thing, then I will finally feel this. If I'm happy, then I'll be grateful for what I have. If things go my way, then I will be grateful. But the truth is, we've so often got it around backwards. We've got to start off from a place of being grateful for what you do have. It's not about being happy based on stuff. It's being happy based on thankfulness. And whether I have those things or not, it's not going to change the way I feel because I've learned the principle of being happy doesn't make, that, that being happy doesn't make me grateful, but grateful makes me happy. Because if happiness is based, if your happiness is based on the stuff that you have, you're going to change every couple of days. But if your happiness is based on the thankfulness, then you're, you're secure in a place of knowing that whether I have it or not, I'm still grateful for where I'm at. Psalm 27 from verse 5, it says this, For he will conceal me there when trouble comes. It's talking about God. He will conceal me when trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. See, there's no denying that there are enemies. There's no denying that there are troubles, that there is difficult times. It says this, At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Shouts of joy, not based on the circumstance, but based on thankfulness. That even though the enemies are there, even though the troubles are there, he will hide us. He will secure us. He will wrap his arms around us. Shouts of joy based on thankfulness. I've seen rich people who are grumpy and bitter and ungrateful. Ungrateful, that's right. And I've seen people in, in the townships of Johannesburg who have no money at all and yet are full of gratitude and have true happiness. I've seen the opposite too. I've seen people who are poor always blaming everyone else for their circumstance, that they don't have what they want. 
But then I've also seen wealthy people who are so grateful for the opportunity that they are in and for what they have, which shows me that it's not a matter of amount, it's a matter of perspective. It's all about perspective. It's a matter of attitude. And so that leaves each of us with a challenge. Am I going to be a Christian who gives thanks in all situations to God? Or am I going to be the believer who only thanks God when things go my way? Wow, it went quiet. (laughs) It's a choice for us to make. Am I going to be grateful in every circumstance, in all circumstances, praising God through those things? Or am I only going to thank God when things go my way? See, being grateful gives us proper perspective. What is your perspective? How do you view, how, how do you see what you have? How do you see where you are? How do you see what you're called to do? See, because if we aren't thankful in all things, and if we don't have an attitude of thankfulness, then it has an impact on the perspective on the way that we see things. And what happens is with the wrong perspective, you can be ungrateful for things that other people would be grateful for. In other words, what is a burden to you is actually a blessing to somebody else. What you see as a burden in your life could actually be seen as a blessing by somebody else. Not too many people know this, but about 10 years ago, I was working as a tradie in Canberra. And part of my job was I had a, a truck which I had to go to the suppliers and pick up all the supply of gyprock and wood and steel and all the bits and pieces and bring it back to the work site. And, and so that was a part of what I did for, for close to a year, I think it was. One morning I had to go and I picked up a, a load of gyprock and it had been raining the night before and so my truck, the sides and that were pretty oily and greasy and wet and got to the work site and I opened up the back of the truck and as I was climbing up to start offloading the gyprock, my, my hand on the top railing slipped and my foot slipped at the same time and so I fell about over a meter just straight on my back onto the curb, onto the concrete curb and I hobbled into the local hospital and said, ah, oh, I think I've done something to my back and you do an x-ray. And so they did an x-ray and said, oh, you're not walking out of here. You've compressed one of your vertebrae by, by two thirds. You're so lucky that it hasn't snapped in half. I was off work for about six months and I had to do physio. And, um, and the truth is my back will never be normal again. That, 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 that's, I, I, I'm okay with that and I live with that. But the fact is that I've, I've got an issue with my back. And there are times that I'll do things and it'll, it'll cause the, the, the disc in my back to bulge and that'll cause me excruciating pain and I'll be hobbling around home for a couple of days and Beck will be putting my socks on. It's really undignified. I don't know. I, I don't like it it's, and it frustrates me. And there are times that I have been really frustrated and angry and, and discouraged about my back. But what I've noticed in the scale of things is that my back, which at times is a real burden for me, because I don't like the pain, let's be real, I don't like feeling that way, I don't like the pain, and I wish things would be back to normal. But in the scale of things, there's somebody in a wheelchair who would give anything to have my bad back. You might not like the job that you have because your boss gives you a hard time or the work is laborious. But there's no doubt that there's somebody out there who's been looking for work for months, trying their very best to find employment so that they can provide for their family, and they'd be grateful to have your job. Your kids, parents, especially in holidays, they may be getting on your nerves. They make a mess. You're constantly cleaning up after them, telling you, don't do that, don't do this, take that out your mouth. That's my 12-year-old. Um, 
But it can be a real pain in the neck sometimes. But there's a mum who wishes that she had one more day with her child. There's a dad who would give anything to have access to his children again. There are couples who have tried for so long to have a child and they haven't yet. See, our perspective can sometimes be so messed up if we don't start from a position of gratitude. If we don't start from a place of being thankful. Unless we start from a place of gratitude and thankfulness, we don't get the right perspective. And we can complain about things that others are begging to have something half as good as what we've got. And I'm not just talking about material things either. And I think that's why God would say to us to be thankful in all things. Because what we can see as a burden sometimes for us is actually a blessing for somebody else. And if we can see that what we have is a blessing, then maybe we'd value that thing a little more than what we do right now. You may not like this or like that, but at least you can appreciate the opportunity to like it or not like it. It's about having an attitude of gratitude. There was a moment in the Commonwealth Games that left me honestly in tears. I was watching it on the TV and they were about to do the 4K um, wheelchair race. Um, About six people were lined up, all with either amputees or... or, um, just with leg function wasn't working. And you know how they start at the start of the race, they go to each competitor and they say their name and, and they give a bit of a wave beforehand. And so they're going through them all and they came across a Ghanaian athlete called Ngebe Botsio, a man who had a double amputee. And the camera gets to him and his name comes on the bottom and out of his wheelchair, he pulls out a small piece of paper. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. And he unfolds this piece of paper and he shows it to the camera. And it says, to God be the glory. (laughs) To God be the glory. Here is a man with no legs. Here is a man with every opportunity to be ungrateful for the situation that he finds himself in. And yet he says, to God be the glory. I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful that I have the opportunity that I have right now. And so I'm looking past the things that I could be ungrateful about and I look at what I'm grateful for and to God be the glory. An attitude of gratitude. These are things that we need to not only display in our own lives, but that we need to pass on to the next generation too. We need to be teaching our children, we need to be teaching the next generation about this attitude. Because what one generation allows, the next generation will enjoy. What one generation allows to happen, the next generation that follows will enjoy that. If we allow an attitude of gratitude to be a part of our everyday life, of every situation that we go through, that we walk through it with an attitude of gratitude, then the next generation will enjoy that because it's been demonstrated by us. Of no matter what the circumstance, there is still an opportunity to be thankful. What happens is that we have these times and these seasons that we go through and that we struggle through them. And it's not what we like to go through. And so we come out the other side and we've, through that journey, we learn to appreciate the thing that we didn't have through that season. But then our kids come along and they don't experience those things. And so naturally, it's a different perspective that they have. They haven't experienced going without that thing, and so they don't hold the same level of gratitude for that as we do. 
I was trying to explain to the kids the other day, dial up internet. <laughs> wow. So, 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 Dad, you mean you had to click on a button, and this box that sat on your computer made this funny noise, and then you had to go and make a cup of tea or coffee, and then hopefully by the time you got back, you were connected to the internet, and then maybe you could find something and download it. Yes, son. You mean your phone didn't have it? No. You mean, you mean it wasn't just Wi-Fi this and Wi-Fi that all over the place? No, no, you actually have to plug it into the wall. Wow. It's a, it's a different perspective they have because they haven't gone through that. And that's just a silly example. But there are things that we go through and we, and we value it once we come out of it and we have a gratitude for that thing that we didn't have. But sometimes our kids haven't experienced that. And often it's out of love that as a parent we don't want them to experience that thing. And so we, we try and not let them go through those things. But, but because of that, but because they don't go through that, they have a different perspective of things. And so for us, there are times where we sit our boys down and we say, listen, I know there's that thing that you want. I know everybody else has it. I know there's that thing that you want to do, but let me help you to see from a different perspective. I want you to look at life, at what your life really is like at this moment in time. You know, God has been so faithful to us. Our lives, if we look properly at it, if we take the time to stop and remember, our lives are so full. And I just want you to get a clear perspective, kids. I just want you to see it from a different way. God has been good to us. He's been faithful to us. We are where we are because of the grace of God in our lives. You may not have all you want, but you certainly have all that you need. And as parents and as adults, we have to teach our children and this next generation these things. But here's the thing. You can't teach it if you don't live it. You can't teach it if you don't live it. If you don't have a grateful spirit, you can't teach a grateful spirit. That's why as a family, we choose every Anzac Day to take the kids to one of the services. Yes, a sleep-in sounds amazing, but how can I grow a grateful spirit in my children if I don't live it out in my own life? How can I develop a grateful attitude in my sons if I'm constantly complaining about the things that I don't have? How can we as a church encourage those who have yet to come into a relationship with God that in Him we find all that we need when we don't live that out, that attitude of gratitude for all that He's done for us? When we aren't, as it said, thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. How can we expect others to grab hold of that if we don't live it out in our own lives? Are we willing to display that I'm grateful for the new thing that I've got and I'm grateful that I still need to wait a little bit longer to get it? I'm grateful if I can buy a new car and I'm still grateful if I have to drive the old bomber around that I've been driving for the last 12 years. It's an attitude of gratitude. And if we can get this spirit inside of us, then we find ourselves living in a very different mindset that isn't determined about the season or the circumstance that we find ourselves in. Musicians, please come. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. In preparing this message, it's a great opportunity to just stop and kind of go, Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. What are you thankful for? Maybe you haven't really asked yourself that question for a while. I know I haven't. Let me be honest. This message came out of the blue. 
God, God really spoke to me and said, talk on gratitude. I'm like, oh, that'll be easy. <laughs> and I went, wow, God, my attitude is not grateful. My heart has not been full of thankfulness for the things that I overlook and I just assume is a part of life and, well, I deserve that or I'm entitled to that. But when we stop and we think, there's so much to be thankful for. And maybe you haven't stopped for a while and asked that question. What am I thankful for? And my hope is that we would take a moment right now to do that. And create an opportunity for you to just reflect on what it is that you're thankful for. Remembering right now. We know the things, but sometimes it's good to stop to remember. To bring those things back to the forefront of our thoughts. What are you thankful for? Maybe things that you have considered a burden with a fresh perspective, you'll see that it's in fact a blessing in your life. Things that you've been complaining about, saying, oh, I wish it was better than that. But when you really look at what it is that you have, it's actually a blessing in your life. A blessing that you can be thankful for. A blessing that you can appreciate and value a bit more. A blessing that you can speak out a thanks to somebody for being a part of it. Maybe you've thought that when you're happy, that that's the moment that you'll be grateful. When you have everything that you want, then you'll decide to be grateful. But maybe today you could flip that around to beginning in a place of thankfulness and gratitude. Before looking at the things that you want down the track, to start right now with an attitude of gratitude and say, God, I'm thankful for where I'm at. I'm thankful for what I've gone through already. I'm thankful for what you've brought me through to this point. Happy people aren't grateful. Grateful people are happy. Maybe you need to be mindful that what you allow the next generation will enjoy. Are you displaying an attitude through your life that would set up the next generation to say, that's what I want. I want to go through life with that attitude. I want to go through life with a thankful spirit like that person. Are we demonstrating that to the next generation? 1 Chronicles 16, 34 is one of the mottos of my life. It says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever. Regardless of what circumstance you find yourself in, regardless of the season, regardless of the things that you want, regardless of the things that have happened to you in the past, know this, that He is good and His love endures forever. And if there's only one thing to be thankful for, it's that right there. Because that doesn't change. God doesn't change. He is still good. He was good yesterday. He is good today. And tomorrow when you wake up, He will still be good. And His love will endure forever. His love will endure through every season and trial that you go through. His love will endure no matter what journey you take. His love endures forever. And He is good. And so there is something for you to be grateful for today. 
Why don't you stand with me this morning? We're going to sing through a final song. And as I was standing there at the start of the service, listening to the songs, every one of them, if we sang those words with a different perspective, if we changed it to an attitude of gratitude as we sung those words, I believe that it would change something inside of us. So guys, I don't know what song you want to sing, but choose one. (laughs) And I just want to encourage you today, as we sing this song, I just want to sing it from a different perspective. Sing it from a place of being grateful and thankful for what God has done. Of, of knowing that, yes, there's other things that could, you could have, but being grateful for what you do have right now. That in every season, there is something to thank God for. That He is good and His love endures forever. And can I give you a bit of homework this week? Nothing like homework after church. We, it's school holidays, yeah, so tough. <laughs> we've, we've adopted this thing at home around our dinner table. We sit there and we go through the positives and the negatives of the day. Each person's got to share what, 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 what the best part of the day was and what the thing that got them down was or something like that. But we also do a thing of what are you grateful for? And can I say the first week it was really quite interesting. What are you grateful for? Nothing. No, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful that I have a house. I'm grateful that I have a dog couple of weeks into it though, what are you grateful for? Because it's shifted their perspective that no, there's actually stuff that I'm grateful for. That yeah, I may be looking at other things that I wish I could have or wish would go my way or or I wish they would change. But right now in this time, there are things that I can be grateful for. Can I encourage you as a bit of homework? What are you grateful for every day? If you're a journaler, get out a, a journal and write in the date. Today, I'm grateful for this. Today, I'm grateful for. And can I tell you, within a couple of weeks, when you start flipping back over those and you read all the things that you're grateful for, you, you, you open your eyes to all the things that are going well for you and things that are in place for you and that God has blessed you with, it changes your perspective. It changes the way you see things. And suddenly you're not longing for the next thing, but you, you're settled in a place of gratitude, knowing... I'm thankful in all circumstances. In everything, I can find gratitude because God is good and His love endures forever.